You are listening to Kansas City Podcast Network. Talent-driven, FCC-free. Check out our show lineup, videos, events, and more over at kcpn.org. The voices of Kansas City, unfiltered. What is up, everyone? This is Gat. Welcome into Gat Chats. Or as you might have seen on Twitter this week, Gracie Terrell. I don't know what I'm doing in my life right now. Let's be real, okay? I have this media company. I have this brand of being GAT. I literally am on a show right now called GAT Chats, and I'm telling you I'm having an existential crisis. <laughs> no, I'm not. My crisis is that I am late posting this sh- this episode. I am uh, really just glad that I got an episode done this week. Uh, I know there's no video. Uh, you don't want to see me right now. And also, I have to save looking good for my lunch meeting. So you guys just don't get that effort this morning. Like, I am coming to you with a podcast episode where I didn't think I was going to be able to find the energy. Like, when if we're talking, like, Sunday night, what I thought my week was going to go like, I'll just put it this way. It wasn't supposed to go like it did, right? So Sunday uh, was... I already knew this week was going to be intense. Like I already had a feeling that this, this was going to be an intense week. And I had already like, uh, reached out to a couple of my mentors and my friends that I know are really, really good with, um, getting me the fuck together for lack of better terms, uh, reeling me in, um, kind of helping me focus. And like, if you don't have people like that in your life, I don't know how you exist and how you continue to function and like how you, don't like just go crazy because these are the type of people that I would have over to Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, I would, let's be honest. I would have anyone over for Thanksgiving with my family because we're usually just doing ridiculous shit. And I'm usually busy telling the entire family that uh, Thanksgiving is a bullshit holiday and that uh, smallpox blankets are bullshit. And uh, I just tell the real story of Thanksgiving and I think my family's been really tired of that since day one. They're not they're not impressed that I can recite actual history. They're not impressed that I'm smarter than everyone else. Like they, they don't care anymore. Like this is old news to them, right? So everyone's tired of me on Thanksgiving. So I really just have to invite new people over so my own family will be like, wow, maybe you aren't so bad. Just kidding. I don't do that. I did have Kovac over once. That was funny. He made fun of my mom's weed. It was ditch weed. Like my back in the day, my mom used to smoke like the worst weed. Not that she would ever smoke weed. I have to take a smoothie sip for that one. Yeah, I'm drinking a smoothie. F off. They're delicious. I'm learning that I can do whatever I want, which is really scary for all of you. Um, but I'm I'm starting to learn that no matter what how lost I am and how weirdly insane my weeks go I always get through them because of the people around me and it's kind of an incredible feeling so back to this week Sunday night was really really difficult for me um I'm gonna try not to cry yep I did it anyways but we we lost a very very good soul on this earth that did nothing but try to entertain the masses and uh, laugh every day. And he was a very, very, very kind person. 
Uh, that is James Harris. You guys might know him as James Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala, the Ugandan giant in the old old wrestling days. But honestly, like the last time that I think he was uh, active was as early or as late as the early 2000s. So I feel like he's kind of seen generations um, and wrestling's always been about that. See, I'm not crying anymore. It's okay, you guys. I got through it. But it was an honest moment. And that's what this podcast is now. It's not just Gat being Gat, which if you've been around Gat, it's mildly terrifying. I live in extra. I live in character. I live in this in this world where my reality is so constructed and what I share with people is so constructed to fit my narrative. And if I do that in social media and work and I, I justify it for as work, then what are people doing like for real? People lie to themselves all the time, right? So why not just create a character that you can blame all your problems on? Be like, well, it's just my it's just it's just my role, right? Then you have a guy like Kamala that comes along and gave everything in the ring. We're talking everything. And what did he get out of it? Jack shit. Okay, so Vince McMahon, if you're listening to this, we got some fucking problems. We've got some fucking problems to begin with, Vince McMahon. But we got some fucking problems when it comes down to the way that you take care of the people that built your billion dollar industry. The hard work that your family has put in Vince McMahon is that that goes without saying. Like the fact that Vince and Stephanie McMahon, those are names and households that don't even watch wrestling. People know who that is. That's impressive. And I, I give I give kudos to you, sir. But you did it by not taking care of the people outside of the ring like you should have. Wrestlers are traumatized people on a lot of different levels. I uh, there there's a lot of things that I think go into wanting to become a wrestler. And the physicality of it is just one part. You know, you obviously, the physicality has to be there. You can't just be a fucking limp noodle, right? I mean, you could. I've seen some bad wrestlers that chicks think that they'd be like, it'll be easy because, you know, they're hot. And I'm like, well, a lot of things in life are easy if you're hot. I'm I'm finding out that uh, the more attractive you are in life, the easier things are for you, you know? I and that's just our society whatever like blame it on them I can't blame that one on Vince McMahon but you know you see people that like build these characters and whether they're like I'm just the hot chick that kicks ass and then there's some chicks that come out and you're like Jesus Christ that tiny little thing terrifies me um and you just worry about like okay well like where's wrestling going and then I watched it I tried to get current with it and I was like Jesus Christ none of you guys are China you guys all suck China is a whole nother story. I know that I went on rants about it before. China was somebody that I looked up to as well, and her passing hit hard, but it wasn't like wasn't like this one because Kamala was somebody that I got to personally work with, which of course was made possible by Jason King with Bleacher Report, who did the entire story on Kamala back in 2014. I was aware of it. Uh, we did the GoFundMe fundraiser. And I got to personally go and deliver the donations at so many people on the internet and all over, from literally all over the world, saw this story and saw that this man who was 6'8", 380, uh, lost both of his legs 
with diabetes, was struggling to get to and from his dialysis appointments, was struggling. I mean, like to hoist Kamala into their car at that time, there's a step stool and, a, a, and like a wooden plank that his wife, Emerjean, would have to like hoist. It was insane. It was so much. And they just needed they just needed someone to come in and take care of these things. And you would think selling out Madison Square Garden with Hulk Hogan and headlining this shit that he would be forever taken care of. And that just wasn't the case. And I, I was crying for like 48 hours, I think, straight. I would say I haven't cried today, but y'all already know that's a goddamn lie. And I was just crying because it's like, I, I was just, I was so emotional because of what this man represented and what he stood for for all those years. This was not, a, the, by the way, this was not like a planned episode of Gatchats. Gatchats was supposed to be an entire season of just talking about me, just doing everything. But this is part of my story, okay? This is who I am too. And death has been surrounding my entire life since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I could have died. You know, when I was growing up and I would get sick, intensely sick, I could have died. Um, then when I got older, good news. What's up, fam? You got another very, very, very aggressive autoimmune disease. It's probably going to kill you. What's up? You're going to die. That has been, so like knowing that like randomly throughout my life that I, there's been two periods of time that I was sick enough to where I could have no longer existed, but my body fought back because I had the health care that I needed and I had the treatments that I needed. And here's this man with very, very, very fixable things. Diabetes is very, very treatable. He, uh, fixing everything on him should be a priority, right? Like you would think that that Vince McMahon will look at this man who was part of his his corporation or his his industry who made helped make Vince McMahon very very rich and the wrestlers around him very very rich. You would think at bare minimum he would be able to live a life of at very least comfort, okay? At very least. Nope. Fuck them, right? Once they're gone, fuck them. That's not it. And it makes me very upset. So that's why I was crying. I was crying because of so many reasons. I Just knowing that this all could have been prevented. And this all could have been... He could have had a totally different life, and he didn't. Okay, so I'm not going to dwell on that. But I will dwell on the fact that the, this is a very large wake-up call for the WWE, Vince McMahon has to know, like, strangers on the internet that happened to love watching Kamala wrestle took better care of Kamala than he did. Just just let that resonate for a second. And so, yeah, that's it. That's it. We took better care of Kamala than Vince McMahon did. So, way to go, Vince. I know that they're probably going to do something posthumously, and I would love to be uh, a witness to that. Not like in person. I don't need to go there or have any sort of validation for that. I just want to watch Kamala get inducted to the Hall of Fame. That's what he deserves. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and it's not just because he passed away. Like I'm not going to get into the, that argument. This this was a death that really hit me hard, and there's a lot of reasons for it. There's a lot of other personal stuff that I don't want to go into. 
um, nothing to do with like Kamala himself or anything like that. But it was it was during a time of my life that was a very transformative time. It brought back a lot of memories, brought back a lot of not so great memories, a lot of things that have happened. Um, there's certain people that will always find what I'm doing and try to get in touch with me. And there are things around this time of year that have happened in my life throughout the the history of time, I guess, my time, my short 32 years on this earth have been grossly fucked with uh, a lot of it because I would allow people to get to me and have access to me. And these days I don't. Pure and simple. I go out like with my friends maybe like every month or so. I'll see people and like all, most of my friends live out of town. And it's kind of nice because like, well, now I can focus on work. No one's distracting me except for me, you know. I, I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to work. I know that. So seeing um, another person that I loved and respected and, and you know, I, I was shocked the day that I got to meet Kamala, right? Like, that was a huge, huge deal for me. And so being able to see that and uh, have the memories come flooding back and it was intense. So, you know, that was that was my that was my Sunday and Monday. I was just going through my emotions and then Tuesday I got surprise surgery, so that was fun. Uh and that's like I that that's another reason I wasn't like, you know, crying and sobbing in bed. I'm just in a lot of fucking pain, guys. Like, what's up? Um and that's that's exactly where I'm at. Is like I work through so much and I I do things when I don't need to be doing them. And it's really, really impressive to me how much I've worked through. Uh, literally, not like worked through like healing wise. I'm talking literally just work through. I just, I don't know what else to do. I don't know how to handle my emotions sometimes. So I just work because, well, work doesn't ask me how I am. Right? So yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really bad at that stuff, and I know that I need to get better, so this was a wake-up call for me to slow down a little bit this week. I took time off. I watched movies. I have not watched movies, and, like, I have not sat down and, like, spent time enjoying and, like, actively watching TV. I'm, like, I'm always on my phone. It's annoying as hell. I'm always on my phone. There's always social media stuff I could be doing. There's always people I could be reaching out to. There's always things that I could be doing. So how do you separate that, right? How do you break character? Because that's something that I'm learning how to do. <laughs> Kayfabe is not just for wrestlers, okay? I got to learn how to do it too. And learning how to become a person and not a brand when you've been a brand for so long is really fucking weird. So that's where I'm at in life. I am learning how to be a person again. I am becoming my own person again. I'm not just the person that everyone else has defined me as. Oh, yeah, that's Gat. She drinks Miller Lite, talks a lot of shit, needs wings. Okay, well, that's great. That sounds like a really fucking well-rounded person, right? <laughs> not. I'm a very spiritual, mystical, look at everything and ask what the lesson is type person these days. I don't, 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 don't get me wrong. I still have fun. Like I'm still human, right? I still get out there. I still do stupid shit, but I'm admitting it. I do dumb shit. Whatever. Everyone does dumb shit. My mom just called me on the phone. That's the reason my episode's late, Janet. 
She's like, do you want me to be on your podcast? I was like, no, I want you to shut the fuck up so I can go work. Just kidding. That's not what I said to my mom. I love that woman. And I don't think people realize how healing that was for me last week. My mom being on my show was healing as fuck. Healing as fuck. Because that woman, I swear, she gets a little bit of fame and she's like, do I maybe be on your show? I think I carried it. Like, shut the, f- what? No. Go home, Janet. She's been gone uh, for like a minute. She was out of town. She had to go back up to Ohio real quick. And I was like, mom, can you come home and take care of me? She's going with me to get a mammogram next week. Aren't you guys excited? Yeah, these are the things that I do now. My mom, I'm old enough to where I need you to take me places because I can't go. But it's just like I'm a child again, you know? I think it's fun. I love that woman. She's done nothing but put up with me. And how the fuck can you ask her to do anything else? Like, honest to God, that's a full-time job. Me as a kid, keeping me alive. Well, she didn't ever go out of her way to do that, I don't think. I think it was just a solidary effort. Uh, Her and my dad are like, okay. Your kid ran off to Manhattan, Kansas again. She's partying in a field somewhere. You know she's 16, right? Okay. Yeah, probably wasn't the best of ideas, but I did it anyway. (laughs) That was pretty much my childhood. That wasn't a good idea, but I did it anyways. A lesson, a tale, a memoir by Gracie Antero. No one should write a memoir before the age of 50. Can we all just talk about that? What's with these fucking lifestyle influencers being like here's my autobiography i'm 30 like what you don't just like put out like a summary of your life when it's not over like i don't understand that at all people are always like you should write a book and i'm like about what about all the illegal shit that i did growing up all the terrible shit that i did all the mean shit i did uh all the trouble i got in like what the fuck what do you want me to write a book for like, here's a podcast. Nobody reads. God. I read audiobooks. I'm on this one now called Mastery of Self. I listen to some weird shit. I'm a weird person. I don't listen to... Uh, I love music. Don't get me wrong. Like, on Monday, I sat in my office, and I just fucking sobbed for, like, all day long. I smoked so much weed, and I cried my dad brought me onion rings because he knew how high I was. Because he's like, oh, God. Like, whenever he's in town, it's incredible because I feel like I have a husband that I can fight with and, like, bring me things. And I'm like, oh, now I finally get what husbands are for. They bring you stuff when you need it. You don't have to go to the store yourself. <laughs> that is not what husbands are for, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it's like, oh, shit, this is nice. Like, I forgot what it's like to have somebody else taking care of me. This is this is dope. Uh, I also have friends that do that, so I don't need a husband to bring me things. <laughs> God, I'm the worst. Weird that I'm single, right? Um, My 11 boyfriends back in the day, I've retired them all. They're all gone now. I haven't talked about them on the internet in a long time. Like, I didn't kill them off, you guys. Like, they just don't exist anymore, and they never really did. But, hey, you know, I, I mean, I could call that couch over there my boyfriend if I wanted to. Like, hey, it's my boyfriend. Like, I don't give a fuck. Labels are labels. Labels are the dumbest thing in the world, except I do feel like I deserve label of H-bit. H bitch H B I C, 
if I could say it, maybe I deserve that title, but I can't even fucking get the words out. So maybe, maybe, maybe next year I get HBIC. No matter what I do, no matter what title you put on yourself, like it doesn't matter. Like you can, you can call yourself like Prince of fucking Egypt if you want. Doesn't matter. Like that shit, like titles are so uh stupid and so like when i'm like i don't want ceo on my name anymore i hate that i hate that like role because people think you have to act a certain way or be a certain way and i'm like let me help you redefine what a ceo looks like a ceo looks like they're wearing gym shorts and a crop top hoodie with no bra because you know god forbid they actually have to get dressed this is the new ceo everyone keeps talking about the new normal well guess what this is what a ceo looks like now bitch Maybe I will be a CEO again. That was a very, very, uh, very tumultuous circle of emotion right there. I rage quit being a CEO and now I'm back because I'm going to redefine it. But that's my life. I get mad about shit and then I change it. I don't like the way something's going, so I do it my way. I don't like the fact that there's no space for creatives and people with great voices and things that they've gone through that, it, that it's FCC free. There's nowhere, there's nowhere else that you can do that except the internet, right? We're all going to streaming. We're all going to on-demand. When's the last time? I, I, never mind, because some of you motherfuckers listen to sports radio all the time, and I don't know how. It is not exciting to listen to grown-ass men speculate about other grown-ass men. I would just rather hear it from the fucking players themselves. And how do you do that? Through podcasts, through social media. So I don't need sports radio anymore. No one does. Let's be real. We have so much time on our hands as a population because y'all motherfuckers keep getting sick and gross because you're not clean. That's what all this is. It's not about whether COVID's a hoax or not. It's whether or not you fucking wash your nasty ass hands. Wash your nasty ass hands so we can go back out and do things again. All of you are gross anyways. Take more showers. Have, what's the worst thing that's going to happen out of this pandemic? We're going to be cleaner people? Oh, darn. America definitely doesn't need cleanliness. We are the definition of disgusting most of the time. Like, when I think, I think the most horrifying part of Britney Spears' meltdown in 2007, besides the fact that it's institutionalized oppression and she's basically a slave and uh, weirdly fucking trapped in her own life, but that's cool. That's cool. Right. The the grossest part and the, the most horrifying part, I feel like to most people was watching her walk out of gas station bathrooms without shoes on. Like, ew! anyone that's ever traveled anywhere on the road, if you've ever taken a road trip, do you go in a gas station bathroom if you can avoid it? No. Would you walk in a gas out of a gas station bathroom that looked like it was had a key? That was a real sketch. Mom, don't listen to this. I mean, if you have a key to a bathroom, people are either banging or shooting up in there. I don't do heroin. I don't do, I don't fuck with needles. I, I only smoke weed, right? Like everything else is because it's psychedelics and weed. That's it. Everything else is because you're fucking depressed or you're trying to escape shit, right? Psychedelics and weed help make you realize shit and face shit that's going on in your head. Or you can just ignore it. I choose to face it. I like taking psychedelics and seeing what happens and like what it shows me. I'm a weirdo, right? That's what I do. I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan and be like, hey, I do DMT. I haven't. 
would I? Absolutely. I'm training to get that level. I'm like I'm like a weed uh, karate kid. Like I'm just trying to get to that level, you know? Um, no, I just, there's nothing wrong when you expand your mind. There's something wrong when you shoot up shit like fent- what is it heroin fentanyl i don't even fucking know what the shit is i don't mess with it i don't fuck with it you can get happiness from within it is possible there are problems with people usually when they don't have a good balance they don't have things to look forward to they don't have you know things like just stupid shit that they enjoy they everyone needs stupid shit that they enjoy stupid shit that I enjoy back in the day was like wrestling, going to training camp with my dad, the Chiefs, football. College football was my life in high school. I fucking loved it. I, I, that's all I did. So I get it. You can sit there and watch Netflix for eight hours a day, but I would watch sports for 18 hours a day back back when I cared. Um, now the only thing that makes me excited is K-State football and Chiefs football. And I'm okay with that. I love the Royals. I'm not going to watch baseball right now because if I do, I fall asleep. I watch it in the background. It's always on in the background. Don't get me wrong. I'm always like, it's on. I can't get away from it. However, it's not something that I like let ruin my day anymore. Like I just can't imagine like the Royals will also really fucked up my day. Like that, that, that phrase has not exited my mouth in a while. 2014 and 2015 basically made me care about baseball so goddamn much that it took up so much time and energy and money of mine that I just think I got it out of my system. And it's okay. Like, I love baseball and I love going to baseball games. That's what I want to do, though. I don't want to fucking watch it on TV. I want to be there. So for me, I got to see things in person. I got to be there. Um, Chiefs games, I go to every single home game. If I'm not at a home game, there's usually something wrong with me, which, hey, you never know what it's going to be, right? Because I could die at any moment. We all can. That took a turn. But that's what it is, is realizing that you got to enjoy life on your own terms, preferably without ODing on coke or fentanyl or heroin, whatever the fuck it's called. I don't know. People are into weird shit. They stick weird things in their bodies, and I don't get it. I don't. (laughs) God. I think sticking weird things in my body was my dating life from 2011 to 2018. So I know all about that. Ayo. Um, not exactly a proud thing. You know, like I think now that I'm older, I'm like, God damn, was I just like on a mission to just find every bad person I possibly could and take care of them? Because I think that's what I was doing was housing uh, terrorists, domestic terrorists. They were all just fucking awful uh, lessons to learn. But I had to learn them. You got to learn them somehow because where I am today is a very good spot. And I, I, I can't lie to you guys and say that I'm struggling during quarantine. I fucking love this shit. Not pandemics. I work from home. I have for the last seven years. I've been on my own schedule anyway. So now I'm like, welcome to the octagon, motherfuckers. You don't sleep right and you don't eat right. I bet it's difficult for you. Not for me. I've been working on this shit. So it's almost like the pandemic happened so I could slow down. And I want to say thank you, Bill Gates. Thank you for letting your virus get out of control in a way that you didn't think was going to actually work. Uh, But it did, and it went everywhere, and now it's ruining lives. And, oh, good news, Bill Gates also has a vaccine. 
oh my god and he's also donating all this uh, i fuck it bill bill gates is on my shit list okay he's a fucking creep and it weirds me out like that's what i was saying in the last episode with my mom i was like rich people are not that great like i don't understand why people have such a preoccupation preoccupation is that did i just use that word right because i don't think i did and that's fine i'm not always gonna land everything right but i'm not editing that's my whole stance today i'm wrapping this up i swear to god some people need stupid shit in their lives i mine was wrestling going to training camp with my dad my mom and i now watch bravo uh below deck together um i facetime my family every day i talk to my family every fucking day i'm lucky to have my family i say that as they're in the background and they're so goddamn loud i'm in my soundproof studio right and i can still hear them they're driving me insane but i love my family and that's it family is forever hey you know what fuck it i'm just gonna leave that in there because it's so fucking funny i'm sitting here talking about my family and how great they are and how much i love them and then i like rage scream throw down my headphones and i run upstairs like what the fuck are you making so much noise for <laughs> soundproof studio does not always work so maybe I just answered my own question on this episode, do I need an outside studio? Or maybe I just need the goddamn world to open back up so not everyone is just quarantining in my house all the time. Whenever my dad comes in town, he's here hanging out with God only knows who, doing God only knows what. So I make sure that he's like tested, obviously. I get tested, whatever. I don't have to explain my coronavirus practice on you. We are being clean. We are being a much cleaner society. And that's all that matters. Like I said, I was like, that's it. That's all I got. No one's like quarantining here. It's just literally if we travel, uh, my dad will come in town and we make sure that he gets COVID tested, whatever. I And then when my dad travels, he'll come back. When my dad is traveling and he stops back in town, when my dad travels, he'll come back into Kansas. When my dad comes back to Kansas City, uh, it's usually been gone for work, travel, whatever. When I, okay. When my dad comes in town, usually we just have to say, fuck it, get a COVID test. No, no one, look, no one's actually quarantining here, but there's so many people in and out of my house. I feel like it's like a frat house. Um, and I love it because I feel protected. I feel like I always have people watching out over me. And it was a really strong feeling that I had uh, this weekend. I was looking around at all the people that I was surrounded by. And it's all my guy friends and new friends. I made this new friend, Melly, that I absolutely love. I didn't know that Lance was keeping me from her. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. She's fantastic and is absolutely a genuine human being. And I love that. I love having conversations with people. My, I think, like, my kink because I don't have any, uh, it has to be like just getting to know people. I want to know people's why they are the way they are. I want to know their pain. I want to know their struggle and I want to know their joy. I want to know what makes them happy. I want to, I want to hear about when they fell in love first, unless it's with another woman, then I don't want to hear about it. Um, you know, I, I want to hear people's just their thoughts on everything. I want to know what goes on in their mind because my mind is such a strange place. And the more that I get to explore it by going through these things in my life and actually getting to know what it's like to deal with um, a lot of different things, man. I feel like, you know, I was talking to my dad 
you know, I don't think it's any surprise to anybody that I, I have struggled with relationships over the years. Um, I'm just not, it's, I've always been such a lone wolf that it's hard for me it's really hard for me to compromise and get into something with someone unless I'm really, really ready. And there's been times that I've been talked into dating people. Like, of course I have. And uh, I'm so big on energy. Like I said, like when you meet people and you have these big conversations and you're just like, yeah, I dig it. What I've realized is that when it, you have these big conversations and you have these deep conversations with people, that's one thing. But if you have deep conversations with people that are trying to get in your pants, I want to reassure you that they are literally only listening to you talk and only giving you that energy back so they can get laid nine times out of ten. Just some friendly advice there. So don't go opening up your heart to people who don't deserve it is what I'm trying to say. I open up my heart to everyone if that energy is matched. And, you know, obviously I'm a psychic, intuitive person. I scare people a lot because I know what they want to hear and I know what they're wanting from me before they even do. And that's kind of weird. Um, uh, I had a really recent meeting where I just fucking knew this guy was going to come on to me. Like, I knew it. And I mean, he looks hot as shit. I'm not going to complain about it. This was about, like, I don't know, a couple months ago. And I was like, sir, we all know why you're here. And I, it genuinely freaked him out. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, this isn't this. Your actions by doing and saying these things led me to gather that you were trying to like hit on me. And he's like, what? How did you know that? I'm like, I have been through so many male-dominated industries that... I just don't even see it anymore and I don't really understand it anymore. I'm just like, oh, okay, sure. Another another, another industry that women aren't really taking over yet. Wait for it, motherfuckers. You think sports radio is dying? Wait till you find out everything else. Um, no, I'm not trying to take away your guys' joy either. If you love sports radio, fucking knock yourself out. Give yourself a, give yourself a migraine for me. That would be great. Um, whenever... Whenever I feel like something's big in my life or something, like I get excited about people, right? I get so excited. I'm like, th I'm like, a, I, people think that I'm this like, like calloused, hardened person. And I am to a lot of things. Like with death, I have to compartmentalize it because if I don't, you'll hear it. I fucking cried earlier this episode. Like that seems like hours ago, which it was for me. But that was just like 20 minutes ago for you guys. Yikes. Wide range of emotions is what I will say. I'm very much an emotional person. All over the place with my emotions. I share my emotions. You can read my emotions. But I've had to, over the course of my career, reel it in. Rein it back. So naturally, since I am the product, like being, being the brand, the product, and the service all at the same time is really exhausting. And I'm honest to God, not like I'm shocked that I didn't take longer Um a longer amount of time off. I'm not shocked because I know that I was working that entire time that I was off air. I I was working on getting back on air, but I had to do it on my own terms. And this is my own terms. What up? It's my own motherfucking podcast. You like that? You like that? You better. 
that's Gat coming out. So those moments where you see like the attitude change, that's Gat. And it's fun as long as you're not trying to date me. So yeah, the relationships, I mean, even friendships have been all over the place over the years. I've gone through so many people that I thought were friends. Good news, they never really were. Trauma bonding isn't friendship, okay? Trauma bonding is something that can be good. It can actually help heal trauma if you bond with somebody that's working through their trauma, not staying in it, right? But trauma bonding's real, and I was trauma bonding like a motherfucker. I thought if I just had a bunch of women around that I would immediately repair my relationship with women over the years. I've had a lot of female friends that are very, very close to me over the years, and they're incredible. I love having girlfriends. Like, I don't, I've called women girls, females, and now women, so... Don't worry, I cover all, like, why Why do people, I, I get mad if uh, if a guy were to be like, those females, but like, if I say I have a lot of female friends, I don't mean in a derogatory way. Anyways, fuck that, I'm not going to explain myself, God, it's 2020, people need to just fucking hear a word and move on, unless it's the N word, that shit doesn't fly with me, everyone knows that. Everyone remembers a story about how I fired that podcast, right, because we can go into that one too. Don't use the N-word around me. Just don't do it. Unless you're black and you want to use that word. I don't want to hear a single person use it. I hate it. I hate it because of what people feel. They feel powerful when they say that word because they're putting someone else down. Like, there are so many other ways to insult people than their appearance. I promise you. I have made a man cry in front of me for telling him that he probably wasn't breastfed enough as a child. It turns out he wasn't, and it made him sad. And that's the way you insult people. You don't fucking insult them based on their appearance. What kind of sad-ass shit is that? You're going to insult someone because they're fat? Ooh. My favorite thing when people call me fat is I'm like, yeah, but I could still fuck your dad. That's rude. I don't want to say things like that. Don't put me in a position to say things like that. If you're going to insult me, do it to where I know that you're right. I want to be insulted at, at a core level if you come at me you better go hard and people do so don't worry please don't do that I cry a lot I literally just said I cry a lot and I'm sitting here trying to like bait people into fighting me or like insulting my appearance just don't I'm cute damn it I might be a little fluffy right now it's cool though I'm working on it all I do is drink smoothies and then sometimes I have wings with my bros like I'm about to go do after this but uh you know we're not going to talk about that i'm looking slim thick right now this is uh this is a good look for me um i i dig it because like where i'm at in my life i'm just happy to be here man like that's it like every day that i wake up i'm like all right i get another shot let's do it and that's the kind of attitude i don't think people get so when like i said i'm very close with my parents my dad gave me some incredible advice it was april i remember where i was in my bed because I was probably crying like a little bitch. No, I wasn't. Um, I had just finally met this guy that I really, really liked um, that had also been through a lot. He had cancer, and so he had a port and all this stuff, and he had like gone through the medical stuff. And I remembered him. like I remember seeing him, like, where was I? I think at KU Med. I remember seeing him there. I was getting radiation treatment done, so it had to be. Anyways. Um, 
And I was like, okay, so this, it, it sounds weird, but like, I don't date people that like have a lot of health issues ever. Cause I'm like, huh, I think I've got enough for both of us. We're good fam, but I'm good now. So now I'm like, I'm healthier. I'm like, I'm so much healthier. My doctors are very proud of me. Minus the smoking weed part. They're like, can you slow it down? For what? Huh? Absolutely not. Um, no. So like April, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, well, maybe this guy is the real thing. Maybe I could see myself like actually, because we're sitting here talking and I'm not ex- exaggerating. We were talking every morning, every night, during the day, like literally for weeks, three weeks like that. We're really excited. He was out of town until came back and then we hook up and we never, I never hear from him again. But don't you worry. Don't you worry. My YouTube premium was still signed in at his house. So I still had to contact him. And I go, hey, I don't really give a fuck that we're not going to work out. But can you stop fucking with my YouTube algorithm? I don't want to fucking watch motorcycle repair videos on my home screen. My home screen is normally uh, binaural beats, uh, frequencies, meditation, and then uh, TED Talks. <laughs> like, I literally, I, I, I watch some weird shit, you guys. All I do is watch documentaries or have frequencies in the background or insanely vulgar rap. That's it. That's all I watch on YouTube. Don't come at me with this motorcycle shit. He's like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, let me, I want to reach out. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll talk tomorrow. I'm like, okay, motherfucker, we'll talk tomorrow. Did not put a goddamn ounce of energy into that. I mean, I shared my favorite Rolling Stones songs with you and gave you specific reasons why I love them. And you're going to fucking use my YouTube premium and not call me. That's cool. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get how people can do that kind of stuff. So I was like, I just think I'm over this. Like, I think I'm over, like, putting effort into it. Uh, don't worry. I didn't stop there. I kept going. And just, it was just exhaust. It was just exhausting. And I was like, I was telling my dad all this stuff. Not all of it. Like, I'm not going to be like, dad, I hooked up with this guy and he never called. Why? And he'll be like, you dumbass. You know why. And that's it. If you're just trying to get your dick wet, just fucking say it. It's not that hard. Don't fake intimacy just to get laid. You don't have to do that. You really don't. I used to. It's fine. I learned. You have to learn lessons, though. You have to go through this shit. Because if you don't, you turn out really fucking broken. And it's not fun. So I've been putting in the work. I did all that stuff. But I'm like, Dad, it just doesn't make sense. Like, I am doing everything right for the most part. Um, he's the one that fucking calls me all the time, not the other way around. Like, what the hell, right? And he's like, you just need someone that's face deaf. And he, 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 the way he's, the way my dad said that made me listen. I was like, what do you, what? He's like, you don't pay attention. You don't worry about things that most people worry about. You don't look at life the way most people look at life. You need someone that gets you and that, that appreciates that you don't um you know my ex and I are friends when I want to be I don't really I don't put a lot of value in being like buddy buddy with exes um 
because it just usually doesn't end well. It usually ends up with like one of you catching feelings and it's never me. I'll put it that way. It ain't me, babe. I uh, so I have to be careful with that. Whatever. We all do. But, you know, we have a pug son together. Uh, and I do love Bruce and I love seeing Bruce. But I uh, it's just you have to you have to stage it out. You know, you have to give yourself time and you have to respect your own boundaries, too. So my ex said the same thing. He's like, I have never once heard you worry about like stressful things. You worry about the weirdest shit. And I go, I know that was before that was way before I got sick, too. I that was like 2015, 2016. He said that to me. And he's like that. The way that you operate makes no sense to a normal person. And I'm like, okay, normal is a loaded word. Let's be real. Um, I'm not going to get triggered by it. Don't worry. I'm not a normal person. And most people that I know in my life are not normal people. So when I am faced with people, like the reason that I don't, it's not because I don't like girly brunches. I fucking love aesthetics. I love things that look nice and clean and tied together. And I love seeing people's style. I am the nosiest motherfucker alive. I want to see where you live, how you live, what you decorated it, how you decorated it. Like I get a new room. I'm moving downstairs and this sounds really like exciting for me uh, because I get to design my own space for the first time as an adult. I haven't done that. Like the room that I am in now is the room that I've been in since we built this house. Right. So like nothing's changed. I've moved away and I've come back and I've like changed furniture and I've like, I've grown and expanded as an adult. I swear. But this time I get to do my own fucking thing and I'm so excited. And like that fresh space is going to help me so much with just like my overall like feel and vibe. And I'm going to be proud that like, hey, look at this badass room I made. Like, it's kind of cool. This is my space now. And like being able to do that and like settle in and find my rhythm and find my feet and find my voice and find the way that I want to tell my story again is what this is all about. I mean, I can sit here and say it's like therapeutic and it's because I don't want to like I don't want to have to tell my story over and over again. But the reason that I do this show and the reason that I brought a show back where it's strictly just me talking to people and getting to know them and getting to go deeper in levels that I didn't think that I was ever going to be able to like reach with myself. That's why I do it, because other people's stories and other things that people do and the way that they live their life has always been fascinating to me. I don't want to go to school for it. I just want to like, I just want to study people and get to know them and learn and sit back and fucking listen for once. I am so goddamn tired of my own voice. Not in a bad way. I love my voice. Let's be real. I don't mind listening to myself. And that's something that a lot of people don't like doing. And I'm like, if I put myself on, I'll listen to it. Yeah. What's up? That sexy ass voice that I have. It's charming. I know that. I get it. I'm super humble. Right. But knowing like I'm going to have this like not fresh start, but like it's a good start. So I'm reevaluating everything. I'm shifting everything in my life right now. And I feel like there's a lot of things, uh, loose ends that are being tied up in my life too. And like, this is a great time to come forward and tell me you've always had a thing for me. Cause I will immediately reject you and tell you I'm that's great. I'm not into it. And I want to let you know that I appreciate that. So it's a great time to get rejected by me. If you're looking for it, if that's something that you're looking for. It's a great time. Um, but I'm really and truly just working on myself and it's been 
incredible to be able to do that in words in a creative way to have people around me like the guys at kcpn which we have we do have an intern that is a lady too she's not a lady she's a woman she's it's it's my intern like she's literally my favorite person in the world and i think her internship's almost over and now i have to like actually pay her and shit mm, fuck what's that like oh, i'm kidding I can't wait to like I cannot wait to start hiring my friends more. Like that's that's what I want to do is hire the people that have been there and uh, supported me over the long term because right now what am I doing? I'm I'm creating a network of voices throughout all of Kansas City, but I need more female voices obviously. And people that want to uh, share their story or share their ideas or share their opinions. That's that's what podcasting is. Anyone can have a podcast. If you have a smartphone, you can have a podcast. It's not that difficult, you guys. So, like, if you want to make this stuff come true, if you want to, like, start chasing your dreams, that's where I'm at. I'm making other people's stuff happen. I'm behind the scenes. If I am behind the scenes for you, if I believe in what you're doing, which is, you know, that's a big if. Because there's some things that I'm just like, oh, white guys talking about sports. Groundbreaking. And there's sometimes that I'm like, these guys talking about sports, absolutely. I want whatever this is. I will put forward 100%. But if I don't believe in you, and I really don't care about you, or if I don't have that, like, if I don't have that draw to you, you're going to get half assed shit. And I don't want to do half assed shit. I want to do whole ass shit only. I'm either all in or I'm all out. And that's the way I live now. And that's okay. Not everyone's going to like that. Not everyone's going to want to be a part of that. And that's okay, too. Knowing that I am in such a good place for me and for where I need to be and for where I want to be, that's beautiful. No one can take that from me. That being said, things ebb and flow. And I think that the general theme of this podcast was talking about why death is such a strange familiarity in my life and why transformation through people coming in and going from my life. <laughs> I said coming. People walking in and out of my life or people staying in my life. Those things, I mean, if, if someone walks into your life and you don't want to like change in some way to be better for them, do they really matter? You know, like if it's a friendship, I want to be a better friend. I want to be there for them more. If it's a relationship, I want to make sure X, Y, and Z are taken care of before I get into this because I want to give you everything. If it's a partnership, I've got some things to work out to make myself free for you. No matter what it is, you are never, ever, ever going to lose when you focus on you. Because no matter what you do, you're putting the energy back into your hands, putting the power and the focus back onto you. And that's okay. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. Like there's times that I just don't talk to people. I'll go in a weird fucking phase of being like, if anyone fucking texts me, I'll kill them. That's that I get like that. Because I am so available to so many people, it can be a lot. But my friends all know that and I love them for it. And with that being said, they're going to really appreciate the fact that I'm only going to be 15 minutes late to lunch today. So I just want to say thank you to literally anyone that's listening to this. Thank you. I don't know who the fuck listens to this. 
mostly I think my friends that are afraid that if I if they don't listen to my podcast, then they're not going to know what's going on in my life. Because <laughs> why would I share with them, you know? Like, why would I just send memes back and forth all day? Because that's usually what friendship is, right? No, I, I just, I wanted to say thank you because this journey has not been easy with me. Um, a lot of people have seen me grow in ways that they're just like, Jesus, are you even human anymore? I'm like, no, picture me like Dr. Manhattan or whatever that fucking giant blue dick guy is. I'm not good with movies. Shut the fuck up. I saw the Star Wars though, and I know who wins because I only watched the very last Star Wars and that pisses people off so much, but it was really cool movie. I dig, I dig it. I like the last one and it's not... It doesn't have anything to do with me being in a wraparound, uh, three-story high theater, stoned out of my mind watching it. That has nothing to do with why I enjoyed it so much. Um, maybe that's what I need to do in order to watch Star Wars. Just get really, really high, and then maybe I'll understand what the fuck it is. Love you guys. I just, I don't get it. I love space, so maybe that'll, maybe that'll distract me. Um, but no, it's just like to be able to see myself and everyone around me as something that I'm learning from and that they are lessons in life. People walking into your life trying to fuck with you or trying to test you is nothing but a lesson. People trying to push your buttons, they know that they can do it because you'll react and that's what they want. Because a reaction is attention. Being angry is still giving attention. Uh, you, You can choose. You know, if you can, if you can regulate your emotions, you're fully in control of yourself. And that's a powerful fucking thing to do. I'm all about self-discipline these days. I got to get the mental discipline down before I start going back to the gym again. Because when I go back to the gym, it's over for you hoes. It is so over. Like, imagine being like this well-rounded and like also in shape. Like, what if I didn't get winded going up the three flights of stairs in my house? Like, wouldn't that be a fucking trip? Like, that'd be neat if I didn't get winded walking to my room. Well, good news, because my room's downstairs. What's up? Anyways, thank you guys so much. I'm so excited for this journey with you all. Next week is going to be my dad. I promise. I'm really not trying to have a long, drawn out. Like, I'm I'm really, I'm going to be back on video, too. Don't you worry. I know you guys probably miss my pretty face. Yeah, it's so hot right now. Um, So I'm not, I'm not going to fucking, like dick tease you guys anymore it's happening damn it steve will be in studio and i'm punching the air while like very hard finger points are happening on my leg and i'm probably gonna bruise because i bruise easily also fun fact so uh just know that i'm not going to keep drawing this out he will be here damn it and i'm so glad that i got all of these emotions out and i got to tell you guys about where i've been this week and this is a real fucking look in on where I'm at. So thank you for even being part of it. And with that, I'll see you guys next week with the one and only Steve. This is Gat. It's been Gat Chats. It's been real. I don't know if it's been fun, but it's definitely been real. So thank you guys for sticking through it. Love you all. Mwah.
15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.